Hey everyone, this is Boater. And this is Fear the Claw. And hey, we is, remembered this time. I know. And this is episode 40-something of the Game Nuts podcast. However, uh, instead of... 42. Yeah, 42. Oh, actually, cool. The ultimate answer for our one-year uh, anniversary. Our first podcast was posted May 31st, 2009, and this one will probably be posted on or around May 31st. Yeah, cool. I wasn't here then, so... Yes, well, um, and... Which reminds me that I have to make sure that we uh, get some sort of pre-E3 uh, episode together as well. Which won't be this week. I don't know exactly when E3 is. I'll check on that. And we'll try uh, to get... June the... 17th, I'm tempted to say. Okay, so not next week, but the week after one. Well, next week, I think we'll have to get some E3 predictions done. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what everybody's going to pull out of their electronic asses. Okay, so aside from announcing that, yay, it's our birthday, um, I don't really have much in the way of topics. Nothing uh, as, as far as news went really excited me this week, so... Okay, well, I found some things. Actually, uh, most of the topics that I found interesting were in the first three pages of Joystick, which means they're relatively recent, which might be why you didn't find them, or you didn't care. Um, Probably the second one. <laughs> Well, I just found stuff interesting to talk about. Like, for example, we got a couple of Activision newses. Okay. Um, Let's start with that. It's always a good sign to start with Activision newses. <laughs> well, actually, this isn't really a bad sign. Activision's doing something nice for a change. Um, no. Uh, they are, they have uh, started a charity called the Call of Duty Endowment. Of course, abbreviated CODE, C-O-D-E. Um... Well done. They are donating $1 to veterans for every Facebook like it gets. So if you go to Facebook, look up Call of Duty Endowment, and bring it up, they will donate $1 to um, Hire Heroes USA, which is an organization that helps find jobs for veterans once they get out of service. That's pretty cool, actually. It is pretty I, cool. I had seen mention of that, but I didn't really look into it. So that's it's pretty cool. So uh, it's, well, by the time this goes up, it'll actually probably be too late because it is through 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, May 31st, uh, which will probably be about the time this is posted. <laughs> Could be. And, yeah. Or up to $50,000, whichever comes first. Mm -hmm. This um, goes back to the discussion we had a long time ago with the uh, Halo with donations. The Halo one, why not where, just donate the Yeah, pole. just donate the money and say, hey, like us anyway, because it's a good, it's the good thing to do. Um, again, I, I understand. Uh, it's, I mean, let's let's face it. Yes, this is uh, being philanthropic, I think is. It's, it's philanthropy, yes, but it's also uh, PR. Yeah. Um, so... Getting that PR out there, getting the people involved, and moreover, what's what's more touching for uh, the what was it, uh, Heroes USA, whatever? Uh, what was the Higher Heroes higher, USA? Higher, higher Heroes USA. Uh, what's more touching for them? A random we corporation. Call it Ooh. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> the, I yeah. broke him. Wow, <laughs> that derailed it. Um, you know, what, what's more touching for them? Getting a, a check from a random company out of the blue. Granted, one that makes a war game okay, yeah. or getting one that represents uh, how much the American public who plays these war games cares. Yeah, that's true. But you know, they could just donate the fifty thousand dollars anyway. But all right, we're not having this discussion. <laughs> um, 
How about some Guitar Hero? Get get the rest of Activision's okay. uh, whoringness out of the way. Sounds good. Uh, oh, hey, and then I actually have some related news. Okay. Uh, Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock has been confirmed. <gasps> That's right! What they wanted Brutal Legend to be. Pretty much. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm going to read this word for word from Joystick's article because that's what I do here. Um, article copyright 2010. Let's see, the game's quest mode is narrated by Gene Simmons and tells the story of the struggle between the beast and the demigod of rock. Said demigod is defeated, so it's up to the players to find the demigod's legendary guitar and amass an army of warriors to be able to defeat the beast. Bear in mind that this is actually a guitar hero band game not brutal legends inspired they just took basically the story and put it into hey i'm playing with a plastic instrument well remember that when activision still had brutal legend they wanted it to change its name to Dude. guitar hero yeah, adventures guitar hero or adventures, something like yep. that and basically it's like okay well we don't have that property so let's see how different we can make this from that and still try to get that Fan base, which isn't going to work see because it's not Jack it... Black and Tim Schafer at the head. Yeah. Let, let, let's see how different we can make this, but still be exactly the same. Yes, and actually be a. That sounds a lot game. like Activision in general. How <laughs> much can we stand apart just a little bit from our competition, but get all the stuff that they got anyway? Yeah, it's Activision. It's Guitar Hero. Um, aside from the fact that it's news, I don't care. I sw- again, I swore off Guitar Hero after World Tour. Uh, well, a couple of quick topics, since I'm pretty much the uh, anchorman today. Yeah, actually, since, since we touched on music games, um, Rock Band 3 has been announced and has had screens posted. Did we talk about oh, this last I week? I forgot to put that in, in my list. Uh, no, we haven't. I put uh, it, it not only takes vocal harmonies from Rock Band Beatles, but it also is going to add a piano. Yes, well, keyboard. Well, yes, a keyboard. You, you, you know what the most exciting thing about this is? What? playing a Who song without having to sit there and stare at the screen for an entire minute while <laughs> Pete Townsend goes to town. Yay! <laughs> Pete uh, Townsend goes to town. Pete Townsend goes to town. Wow, Pete you're... That's, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and then Peter it's, and then it's, it's kind of funny when you go back Peter and you look at all the ones that it's like, Peter that should have been with a keyboard Peter in the first place. Are they going to redo the instrumentation on that song when it's brought in? or uh, Which one? Uh, well, like, for instance, Final Countdown. Ah, that would be nice. Uh, of course, I was thinking Won't Get Fooled Again and Bubba O'Reilly, both of which have uh, uh, keyboard solos. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they going, like, when it when you import that, that those songs, will it automatically uh, be, like, reworked? Or will you be able to download a second version of it, thereby nickel and diming you to be like, oh my god, I like this song, but I want to play it with the keyboard. Knowing harmonics, they probably would try to avoid nickel and diming you for a second version because it's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking the Queen track pack, a lot of times the guitar person is playing piano because yeah. you know, there's not a guitar in the particular section. Oh my god, this means that if there's a, a keyboard it means we might be able to get Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh! And the harmonies. Oh my god! Oh my god, I'm so excited! I want Bohemian Rhapsody, like, right now. Okay, um... And, uh, I'm sorry, I like the song. Um, and, uh, of course, some friends of mine brought this up. How long will it be before some, you know, they were like, oh, well, the, uh, Guitar Hero guitars are a little bit, like, keytars anyway, but I'm like, how long will it be before someone takes a guitar controller and a keyboard controller and makes a keytar controller? Uh, for all we know, that might be what they're doing. 
I mean, you've already got a drum set taking up half your living room. Do you really want a keyboard taking up half your living room? Actually, it'd be interesting if the uh, 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 Rock Band 3 peripherals, it's basically, it's a stand, and then you can put either the drum set on top of it or the keyboard. It comes with two stands, so you can do both at once. However, that way you can be like, okay, this drum top set, I want to play a keyboard, I'm going to take off the drum bit and put that off to the side where it would store easier and put the keyboard one on there. Except then you can't have both running at the same time. You, there would be a second stand if you wanted to have both running at the same time. Eh, they won't do that. That that just seems far too inconvenient. Hey, here's everything you need to play the game except for, you know, you can only play three instruments at once unless you buy another guitar and another stand. No, 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 it would, it would come with two stands. But what I'm saying is that by allowing the tops to come off easily, it lets you keep just one stand in the room and swap tops as you need. If you have multiple people, you can bring both stands out. Otherwise, they would fold up easily for storage. It'd be cool to have, like, yeah. a, a folding stand to just throw into storage. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you made me lose my thought. Um, uh, Green Day Rock Band comes out. I yes. think we've established that we don't care that much, as, as much as we could. I care. You you sort of care, but they're still doing like I, radio I care versions because, of songs. I care because Green Day has a lot of good music. I don't particularly feel Green Day is quote deserving of their own band game. However, I'm excited at the fact that their music will finally be available in uh, Rock Band. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, Rock Band Three will have a package where you can get just the game and the keyboard. Yeah. Because I have a drum set, I have two, well, yeah, three guitars now, I have three mics, you know. Yeah. I've got everything I need except the keyboard. I don't need to buy a gigantic box of stuff. That's true. That's true. That'd be one big retail box. Uh, so, let's see. Pokemon Black and White has been confirmed for spring of next year, 2011. Okay. Um, is that the Japanese or North American release date? Uh, that's... Didn't I say in America? No, okay. you just said confirmed. Okay. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be out in Japan sometime this... Like November. Yeah, sometime. That's, that's what I thought earlier. I just wanted to. So, US, we're looking at spring next year for the next Pokemon? Yep. Sweet. And, uh, let's see. Basically, there's going to be new city environment, uh, of course, new starter Pokemon, and uh, Game Freak is saying that... This is supposed to represent a, quote, rebirth for the franchise. So, it could be interesting. I mean, I'm not sure how much you can change the Pokemon formula without breaking it, but... Yeah. I, I looked at I looked at some screens, and it's the, the town screens look very, very different. Which, I don't know if that'll be a good thing. Um, when you have a formula as successful as Pokemon is, if you make big changes, prepare for there to be some backlash. Now, the big question is, is there going to be enough backlash that it's considered a bad thing or is it just going to be a vocal minority who is, you changed it, now it sucks? Eh, I think it's going to be a vocal minority because really the people who would complain the most are people our age and clearly people our age are not the target audience for No, but Pokemon. there is a very large amount of people our age who grew up with the early Pokemon games that still play the games a lot 
Right, like, and when the, when and Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out, I saw a lot of people at college playing the game and walking around with the Pokewalkers. Oh yeah. So I mean, yes, it's not the target market, but it is a very big market that has the potential to be very vocal and something of a pain in the ass if they change things too much too fast. Eh, I think the series is overdue for a bit of innovation, so I'm I'm supporting it. I probably will not buy it because the last, well, all none of the Pokemon games have ever been beaten that I own, so you know, not even Pokemon Snap, and that only takes a couple of hours. I got close to beating uh, Platinum, but I just couldn't make it past the last boss. Oh, look, you have to level everything to double what you are now. Nah. Okay, so let's see. Uh, well, I got two more topics, one of which I know you're going to be... Um, interested in, so we'll... Oh, so you're going to save that one for last? Yes. I hate you. Well, no. Well, the other one is... Okay, well, I'll quickly brush over this one, then. Um, Left 4 Dead 2's uh, getting a new mode called Last Man on Earth. Awesome. Which is basically single player versus nothing but special infected. Ooh. <laughs> so I, I'm Ouch. hoping that they dial down the difficulty for the sake of making it more enjoyable. So but... it's 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 one person instead of four people. Yes. So it's left one dead. It's left one dead, <laughs> and moreover, all the special infected. Their purpose is basically to break up the group. <sighs> so you get a hunter on you, you're dead. <sighs> they they're basically gonna have to work in uh, modes to be able to break free of the grasp of a smoker or something like that. Uh, because right now the way it's set up is that if any of the special affected attack you, you need your teammates to get you out of trouble. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping that they retool it a little bit. Um, I've never played Left 4 Dead myself, but uh, I mean, one of the things that's been holding me back is not knowing that many people on Xbox Live who play it, so mm -hmm. therefore not having a reason to buy it and play it because who wants to play with strangers and you need those other people yeah i mean once you get to the hard difficulty the ai is dumb so uh but anyway it could be interesting um so last but not least did you see what the last topic was that i was saving no i didn't see it okay well good then i shall surprise you um in this the fear of the claw podcast apparently apparently <laughs> um Mark Hamill plans to retire yes. from the Joker role after Batman Arkham Asylum 2. First of all, I hope it's not Batman Arkham Asylum 2. I hope they set it in a new location, mm -hmm. like maybe in the heart of Gotham because City. Because they've, they've, they they did the more with Arkham Asylum in the first game than has ever been done before, I think, as far as like the depth of where you got into it. And now there's really not much else to go. I hope yeah. that they do go somewhere else. Ar yeah. Arkham worked because it was... Um, I forget the theater term for it, but it took place all in one setting, all in one night. And uh, not being that familiar with the Batman mythos, I don't know if they could find a place like that where they could just take place within the small little area. Yeah. Well, know, I mean, that... I suppose if they went as far as incorporating the Narrows from Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, Arkham Asylum was an awesome game, but... Uh... And I'm interested in seeing a sequel. I'm hoping they change the setting, uh, but keep, you know, all the gameplay aspects. Like, maybe it can just be in the heart of... Go the Spider-Man route, have Gotham City open for you to explore. A little bit more open world, but you still have to follow the missions. And, you know, then you've got plenty of 
abandoned warehouses to uh, explore and do all the swooping around and stealthy stuff. The, the thing is, with having it like a Spider-Man type open city, is that you would lose a lot of the depth. You know, Arkham was relatively small, so you got very good depth as to, like, all the pe all the places that you went into. And you wouldn't really get that if it was just this big open city, because, quite frankly, they wouldn't be able to do that. There would be more breadth than depth. And I, I'm, I, I want them to try to find a small, focused area, even if it's, like, a part of the city that's maybe, uh, I don't know, like, walled off. I, I have no idea. Well, anyway, I, uh, I didn't bring this up to talk about... Uh, speculation for the video game itself. I brought it up to talk about the fact that Mark Hamill is retiring from the role. Which, if he stays in voice acting at all, I think is a lie. If he finds um, a role that is uh, good enough, if he finds well, he's... Uh, a use of the Joker that is good enough, I think he'd agree to do it. Well, which is the only reason why he's doing this. He was planning on retiring after Arkham Asylum saying, you know, it was basically his swan song. He, you know, he, you can't top Arkham Asylum. He couldn't top the role that he did. And he's ready to move on from the character. Mm -hmm. And when uh, Rocksteady came up to him and said, you know, we've got an idea for a sequel. You are under the utmost secrecy. We are going to tell you what what is going on. You're under the utmost secrecy because once you know what's going on, you will want to stay. <laughs> and he did want to stay and yeah. said, "This is it. I'm done. You know, this is my last." And and you know, maybe something. You know, uh, Leonard Nimoy has said that several times about Spock. You know, how many times has mm -hmm. he retired from Spock? Yeah. But, so I mean, if if he stays in the voice acting business, I think as long as there's good enough. I mean, it wouldn't be able to be any run in the mill Joker part. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't do that. But as long as he stays in the voice acting business. He would, uh, you know, if if a Joker part came along good enough, I think he'd go for it. Yeah, but um, as it stands right now, you know, this is basically uh, this could basically be like the end of Star Trek Two. You you don't know if you'll ever see this character again portrayed by this person. Yeah. So, and uh, honestly, one of the one of the biggest, you know nerdgasms of Arkham Asylum is the fact that I think for most fans of the comics Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are the definitive voices of those mm -hmm. two characters yeah. and to have them together in the game was just incredible okay um, well we've got customers coming in we're running a little bit late well I was running a little bit late so um, so if you have any comments on the podcast you can leave it at gamenutspodcast.blogspot.com or you can email us gamenutspodcast at gmail.com so until next time dear listeners this is Boater signing off and fear the claw saying good afternoon good evening and good night